Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode discusses sexual assault and eating disorders. If this episode is triggering, please contact Lifeline at 13 11 14. I've always wanted to be part of a book club. You haven't said which book you want to be responsible for. Yeah, I hope it's as exciting as his other book. The greatest book of our time. It's the worst book ever written. Read all of my other books. Stupid The reading is what? Fundamental. Okay, so this episode was meant to come out on Sunday, as I promised, but there was technical issues. Now, the reason why this is now coming out two days later is because I shamelessly didn't check on the podcast when I uploaded it on Sunday, and to see if there was any issues, I only checked them Tuesday morning. (laughs) To be fair, it was a long weekend, so I do have that excuse, but as well... Yeah, I really should have checked. I'm so sorry. I should have checked on Sunday to make sure the podcast was all up and well, but I didn't. So this is a new intro to explain why there was no podcast on Sunday when I promised that. So sorry about that. Anyway, today's episode of The Nasty Woman Book Club is dedicated to September's Book of the Month, which was Brie Lee's 2018 memoir, Eggshell Skull. On the show, myself and TNWC contributor Ellie Stemlos will be talking about the book and how it looks at Australia's unjust justice system, gaslighting, and the trauma many sexual assault victims experience in court. Now, during this discussion, we do go into great detail of the memoir, so of course, spoiler alert, but we also go into great detail of discussions of sexual assault victims and their cases in court. So this is a trigger warning that we are going to be discussing at a very in-depth level, so please be cautious when listening to this episode. All right, my dear, thank you so much for coming back for another book of the month for the Nasty Woman Club Book Club. How are you going? My pleasure. Yes, very happy to be talking to you today about Eggshell Skull. Thank you for having me again. Yes, yes, cannot wait to deep dive into this book. I really, really enjoyed this book. It was definitely, as you would have noticed when you were reading it, reading it, it was very overwhelming. Definitely something like, well, me personally, I felt like I couldn't like read it like you know from cover to cover kind of thing. But we'll go, we'll go into that in a second. But I want to firstly talk to you about before you even read this book, since it is about the Australia's justice system and violence against women. What was your knowledge of violence against women and Australia's unjust justice system prior to reading this book? Mm. Well, I thought I knew a lot. You know, I think I make it my business to be fairly well educated. Like I'm pretty familiar with the statistics of violence against women. And uh, we see in the news a lot, these stories of women being assaulted uh, and very sadly killed often at the hands of their male romantic partner and things like that. So I think I thought I was 
pretty well versed and you also have like these lived experiences that we hear all the time as women I'm sure you're the same like all of my friends have multiple stories I know my lived experiences really speak to like the fact that there is such a problem with like harassment um and assault and things like that in society but eggshell skull really highlighted to me how um systemic the problems are because um yeah we see it in the media a lot we have these lived experiences but it really helped me to understand uh in a much deeper way the problems inbuilt in Australia's legal system and really it almost seems like it is designed that way so it does make it very hard for victims of sexual harassment and sexual assault to get justice uh, which is a really awful thing and you mentioned just before this being a very difficult read I really had that experience as well because it just makes you really angry at the system we have here in Australia. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely felt the same. Like normally because of, because it was such a struggle because it was such a good read. I really did enjoy personally how Brie wrote the book and I really, I don't want to say, like, say it sounds bad. It sounds bad to say I enjoyed the stories that mm. I was reading because it's very graphic, detailed and it's, and it's details that you wouldn't normally see or talk about kind of thing. And so I was enjoying all that. I was very deep into that. But then at the same time, I was just like, I need to get away from this because otherwise I'm just going to be angry all day, overwhelmed and frustrated all day. And also as well, look back at my own past experiences with yeah. men and harassment. Like, so it was very, it was very hard. I had to like try and like just dip, dip my toes in just a little bit and then just take myself out. Yeah. That's why I definitely had to. That's been the by past month. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I did the exact same thing. Usually I can read a work cover to cover in maybe a week and I'll be able to read it every night or something like that. I couldn't do that with Extra Skull. It was too confronting at times. It was too graphic at times. But I do think Brie Lee is such an excellent author. Like I thought her voice was like really strong throughout the book and I I did love the way it was written. Um, But just because of the content, it was really difficult to read at some parts but that's what makes it so powerful you know like Mm. I think readers need to embrace that with this work because we can't shy away from like these really horrible uncomfortable truths in our society and she does a really great job of like shedding light on that but yeah I had the same experience I had to close the book sometimes and just leave it for the evening because it was it was a lot it was um hard to read often yeah yeah mm -hmm. and there's definitely some stuff in there that I would never I never even thought of would impact a case or impact someone whether they get justice or not like something that Mm. stuck for me personally was the thing about the jury and how hard it is to get female for how how hard it is to get women in jury I think yes I, I forget how they worded it but they said that they are very specific with what female jurors they have because some women will most likely assume guilt due to past experiences. And if they have that past experience, then that could be a bias, but then it's just like, well, if there's so many women coming in to be part of the jury and so many of them have been sexually harassed, sexually assaulted, maybe that's saying something about how fucked up society is. Maybe that's like, would it, is exactly. It, 
Yeah, because also isn't the jury meant to represent, technically anyway, it's meant to represent, okay, as if society is judging whether you are guilty or not. So exactly, wouldn't you want then to have people that have experienced that? Because then they would be able to know, like not know, but like mm. they would be able to understand more deeply. I don't know. That That's a really, really good point. That part really, really stuck with me and it just yes. really frustrated me because it was so hypocritical. Yes, I completely agree. That's a really good point. Like, juries are meant to represent this cross-section of society and you've mm-hmm. got these women in juries who are being vetoed or whatever because they might have some bias. But I think, yeah, I can't remember the wording either, but Brie Lee says something like the fact that we have to go through this process because so many women have experienced these awful things actually means that there is a problem and you can't possibly get rid of every single woman who's experienced harassment or assault which is yeah really interesting um also really interesting what stuck out for me uh you were saying things that affect a case there was a bit in the book where Bree Lee gets a voicemail from the man who assaulted her as a child who she was pressing charges against and just because of her personal trauma she deletes it straight away um because she just kind of couldn't deal with him contacting her and didn't want to listen to his voice. And then as soon as she does it, she realizes that was actually really valuable evidence for my case. And she like almost berates herself. She was like, I really should have known better, but it's interesting because she kind of, we get this dual perspective of Brie Lee as the judge's associate and Brie Lee as this um, complainant in her own case. Mm. And she was saying, even though I have such this good, such this, such a strong understanding of the justice system when I'm the complainant in my own case, I do the same thing as everyone else. And I make the same mistakes that I've seen other people make. And that's just, I thought that was so interesting and so powerful as well, because it just speaks to how hard this must've been for her to make that decision to try to pursue justice. Mm, Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, because, because she didn't become a judge's associate because of what happened to her she did it like you know because of what was happening in all the cases she then realized that what happened to her when she was in primary school she was just like oh shit i act like what happened to me is very similar to what's happened to a lot of these women that's showing up in these cases so that would have been just such an overwhelming experience for her because she'd be slowly realizing and also questioning herself, doubting herself, just like any other, just like any other victim would, they blame themselves and they think like, Mm. oh, somehow it's my fault. And what also was really interesting about that when they looked, when the book looked at more about how her assault affected her emotionally or like a decade later, like it mm. affected her self-esteem. It affected like her emotions, her disordered eating as well. Like I was, I don't want to say happy. See, I feel like I can't say positive things like happy. Yeah, enjoyed, I know, but like it was just, it was just, it just felt nice to actually hear that when people get assaulted, when people get harassed, mm. They deal with, it's a traumatic event. Like people even, Mm. people even have PTSD from it. Like it's a traumatic event that has negative effects on you for years, even decades after. And it was just, it was just, um, what's the word? It was just, 
it was just nice to hear someone actually say it so then people don't think like oh it's just this one thing oh it was just this mistake that this guy just made oh it's gonna ruin him for the rest of his life and it's just like no it's gonna ruin her for the rest of her life because all the consequences and the effects of it Mm. will be with her forever Mm. yeah exactly i completely agree i think she was very very honest in this piece um and that's again part of what makes it so difficult she doesn't shy away from all of the the difficult things that she experienced as a result of being um assaulted as a child and it's interesting because a lot of people tend to say oh like why didn't she come forward sooner if this is what really happened and people doubt women who come forward when there's been years lapsed between you know an incident and i think that's why we need a memoir like this that's why people need to read this book because it takes so long so so often um you know for victims it can take so long to actually process what happened to them and they may not have the capacity to process straight away or even you know the language like you talked about through Bree Lee's line of work then she started to understand actually what happened to me was really not okay and she makes that decision eventually to press charges but she didn't um initially want to do that so it can take a really long time and that is such a key takeaway from this piece that there is no timeline to process your trauma or incidents that so many of us unfortunately have experienced Um, and there's never a wrong time to come forward and it's never too late I think that is such an important message from Eggshell Skull. And I think as well, that was great that they noted with, with, some of the, with some of the women that had cases. One of the things that really frustrated me, I noticed, was that these women were critiqued more if they appeared angry in court, even though they were in court because someone sexually abused them or sexually harassed them. Like, I remember that there was this one woman and this, this lawyer just kept asking her, just kept asking her, were you wearing a skirt? Was it a short skirt? Was it a short mm. skirt? And she's just like, fine. Yes. I was wearing a short skirt as if, and then, and then it was like somehow seen that like, because she was wearing a short skirt and because she seemed angry in the court, then that would appear, that would be negative towards her case. And it's just like, mm. that, I just find that so infuriating that even, even when you're, even after the attack, even during the court, not only is it dragged on for so long, you're still being gaslighted into thinking that what you experienced wasn't that bad or it really was just sex and you just regretted it. Like, it's just so much gaslighting, so much gaslighting during, during the attack and the years after when you're trying to seek justice. It's infuriating. So infuriating. It's it's that whole idea, like women are not allowed to be angry, right? And, you know, when we're angry, that, um, you know, does mean things will not go as favourably for us. That's kind of, I think, what society ingrains in women. And it's absolutely horrible. And I think something else that she speaks about is this sort of invisible line when um, a victim is perceived more as a child, there's a lot of sympathy, but then as soon as the girl is kind of hitting puberty, 12, 13, 14, then suddenly 
she notices this pattern, Brie Lee notices this pattern, the jurors don't have that sympathy anymore and they start to do the victim blaming and they start mm. to kind of say, well, she seems a bit promiscuous or she seems like she was um, inviting this in some way. And it's awful because mm. she's saying, why, where is that? Where is that line? And why do we see one case as something deserving of sympathy and another as something um, deserving of a lot of criticism. And I don't know if you remember this, but I'm just thinking now there was a case she sat on when she goes to, um, she goes rural. So she goes to mm. see some country cases and there was a boy who was um, the victim of the sexual assault in this case. And mm-hmm. she said that was a rarity because usually it is girls and women. And she said in that case, that boy did get justice. So um the uh the offender was found guilty of the crime and she kind of reflects this is really not what i have seen in the many cases with girls and women who are the the complainant um and just she was wondering i wonder if if the complainant had been a girl would they have still gotten that outcome of of guilty which is Mm. very interesting yeah very interesting perspective she looked at there yeah definitely so I have to ask then with this book, who do you re- who do you recommend should read this book? I think it's very powerful. So I know so many of us have experienced something on the spectrum of harassment and abuse often at the hands of a man. And I think while readers need to decide for themselves if this is going to be the right choice for them to read this memoir. We don't obviously want anything that's going to be re-traumatizing or too triggering. I think in a large way, this is really powerful for people who have been through that and people who have survived those sort of experiences because it's all about Brie slowly unpacking what she had experienced and then finding her voice and stepping into her power and going through this life-changing and ultimately, well, it's hard to use that positive language, as you said, Mm. but it's ultimately almost like this uplifting thing in the end um, where she feels really vindicated. So I think it could be really useful and cathartic and relatable for a lot of people out there. And I just also think a lot of, people in Australia think women have it really good here. And I've heard this before from boys I went to school with and people I work with and things like that, um, that women in Australia don't need feminism. It's kind of this idea of what more could you want? And I find that view to be really problematic because it kind of decenters privileged men in the developed world. And that whole idea of, well, you know, privileged men don't oppress women. It's only men over there in another country or in another part of the world that do that. And we know Mm -hmm. that's not true. So I really think that if people are open to it and they're willing to start examining their worldview and their, their biases, um, I really think people who think women have it so good in Australia and there's no need for feminism in a really developed country like Australia should read eggshell skull because we still have, a long way to go and we are still all fighting this fight it's just that fight looks different depending on your circumstances but we all need feminism 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So, to conclude this episode, we announced it a week ago what October's book of the month is going to be. But for those that didn't see it on Instagram or Facebook, we're going to announce it right now October's book of the month. So, my dear, what is October's book of the month? October's book of the month is Me and White Supremacy by Layla Saad. I'm really excited to read it. I haven't read this one yet, but it's a workbook or a handbook. It's this really powerful resource for white people on how to confront their internalized biases and start to challenge the racism in themselves and then eventually start to challenge the racism that they experience in the world in a way that actually makes a difference to the people being oppressed. So I think it's going to be a really important read for all of us. Yeah, I definitely think it's a really great read. And we also love to see as many Black authors as we can and promote those voices. And yeah, I really cannot wait to get the book. I'm getting it this weekend, so I cannot wait to delve into it. I think it'll be awesome. I think it'll be absolutely so valuable and really life-changing. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of The Nasty Woman Club. As said in the podcast, October's book of the month is Me and White Supremacy by Layla Sad. Buy it now at Booktopia, Amazon, or any of your local bookstores. I won't be back in your ears on the podcast until the 16th of October. I'm going on a little break with podcasting. So in the meantime, before I commence season five of the Nasty Woman Club, Make sure you check out TNWC's Facebook page and Instagram page for more stories on the world of intersectional feminism. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and I will see you all for Season 5 of the Nasty Woman Club on October 16th. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.